Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, Kuga Episode 7, where I am Shen Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this episode, we, we watched, what did we watch? We watched episode 21 through 24. Four. Yeah. Four best episodes so far. I really like them. Mm, are they the best so far? That's... I think so. Well, mm. be- okay. Think- Not best individually, but as a set of four, I have enjoyed them the most out of the f- of the sets we've done so far. I didn't like them as much as the bit where Kuga died. I thought that was pretty dramatic still. But, you know, yeah. they're pretty good. That's a close I think second. it's a good, like, second act start, though, because yes. I feel like it's four episodes where things have happened and have contributed to the, to like the grand plot. Yeah. We get a lot of information and I still have not made sense of any of it. A lot of information that we kind of already knew. Yeah. Just solidifying actually getting names for things and the other characters in the show actually finally understanding stuff and getting a full picture. Well, a fuller picture, I should say. Yeah, yeah, so so the big the big bit from this set of episodes is they're like, yeah, the murdering people is a game. It is a game to get promoted. Uh, and that's all we know so far, basically. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the the abacus guy, the guy with the etch a sketch board, and the yes. and the little Magatama bracelets have all just been methods of counting. Mm-hmm. They were not special or magical in any way. Yep. Well, I mean, you gotta have someone to. You gotta have someone be the GM. You know. Yeah. Someone's got to keep score. Oh man, I just Ted Cannon the Grungy of just being like a super into LARPing group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's just so take good. it way too far. Oh man, I'm I'm into that's this idea. Good. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, we start with episode 21. Secrets. Secrets. It's pretty good. It's a cold open of a police car in Nagano, driving in dark, driving at night, and they're getting uh, messages over the radio that, hey, so number three is flying around, and we're being able to monitor the sonic waves it makes as it's flying around, and it's... It's it should be around you right now, so be careful. We don't see anything, but okay. <laughs> and then yeah, and then jump scare. He 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 was hiding on the road and jumps onto the hood of their car, and then gets lifted off into the sky on ropes as he flaps his arms. Yeah. Now it, 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 we're, he's supposed to be flying, but oh man, oh Those, uh, man, it does not. Two thousand practical effects. Yeah. Oh boy. This is very it's, uh, much... not entirely convincing. No. <laughs> it's fine for this little scene of him flying off into the moon. It just... Ugh. It lasts just long enough to go, ugh. And then we Pretty hit much. our intro. Yep. <sighs> Which, again, is slightly different at the very beginning, showing all the villains for this week. Man, I I missed that again. I need to pay more attention to the opening. It's it it's very quick, and you don't really notice it until you watch like the second watch. Yeah, you have to like freeze frame it basically. Yep. There's actually some stuff. Uh, there was some stuff where the the new Gridman anime pulled that too in its opening. 
No, cool. But I can't talk about it because Chris hasn't watched it yet. Chris. You can talk about it. It's fine. I won't because it's Gridman spoilers. Uh, Okay. What what are you going to spoil? That they fight giant monsters? It literally spoils like the entire show. (laughs) If you pay attention to the opening. Well, we're not. We're we're talking about different Toku. Yeah, we're talking about Kuga, which is. Difference. I don't care about spoilers, but yes, yeah, maybe somebody does. And then afterwards, they're back at the they're back at the HQ, and they're like, "Hey, number three appeared, but he didn't kill anybody. That's kind of weird." Yeah, and Sagita is coming in. Yeah, it's the, it's a meeting about hey, number three appeared. It's seeming to be flying back and forth between Nagano and Tokyo over and over again, and we're not really sure why. It's very I weird. Mean, uh, Ichijo's like, you know, I bet it's those ruins. This makes the most sense. Yeah. And then they kind of just don't go anywhere with that. <laughs> they kind of just say that and leave. I think it was around this time I started realizing, you know, a lot of these meetings uh, could be skipped if someone just, like, sent out a memo or, like, an email or something. This is the 2000s. We don't have emails yet. I'm pretty sure they do, Garrett. I'm pretty sure they do. But Chris, you've seen Shin Godzilla. That doesn't help them get through anything faster. <laughs> yes, I, I know that's not how a Japanese business culture works, apparently. Yeah. But, uh, these are extremely useless meetings. It, I get the feeling these meetings are very much for the viewer's benefit. That's true. Or to just tease Ichijo about his girlfriend he doesn't have. Yeah, it's like, oh, we better, <laughs> better tell her it's going to Nagano. Better tell her to be careful. And again, it's it's uh, bookmarked with, we still don't know why they're killing people. Oh, hey, let's go have... Uh, oh, wait, is this the... Yeah, does it immediately go to Garangi? No, it doesn't. No, it goes to the Pole Pole with, like, that weird... Uh... Yeah, that's... that. I remember why I keep thinking it's Garangi. Because it do, it's shot like it's going back to a Garangi thing, where it's like, yeah. here's these weird bits and bobs that are hanging, and... It's shooting like <laughs> a weird, like, arts and crafts thing. Yeah, and it made me yeah. think it was Grog. He's like, nope. Go die. Uh, apparently, uh, owner guy got some tropical ocean themed decorations for Poli Poli this week. Yeah. yeah. Also, nice. like, his niece Nana does not know Jean's voice, even though, like, she's she's met him before. Well, she I met mean, him in passing. Like once. He met well, him, she, she met him in passing, and she it was either one of them asked the other a question, and then that was it. Yeah, I think she asked him for direct directions. Yeah, she was trying to ask him for trade directions, and he did not know. I assume he's been by the sh- been by the shop past then. Not yet. Uh, not at least that it's been shown. That's weird. Yeah, he hasn't gone to Poli Poli ever. That's weird. I wonder if he doesn't like it. Yes, and you had <laughs> you had skipped the. Uh... So yeah, Godai and Ichijo are on the phone, basically talking about number three, and then owner and Nana get back from shopping. And we have a nice little thing where uh, owner makes a joke. Nana doesn't laugh. Godai makes the same exact joke. And it's the <laughs> funniest goddamn thing. It's, oh, wow. she, she mm, She's super into Godai. <laughs> yep. And then, yes, she answers the phone. And I like how the owner is just, like, kind of incredulous that she is into Godai. Yeah, he's like, what? Like, this chump? I mean, he clearly he clearly <laughs> gets it. He gets yeah. that she 
<laughs> likes him more than she likes the uh, likes her uncle and is like really really yeah. i try so hard and this guy this 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 pretty boy that doesn't do his job i'm lovable and perky <laughs> what's wrong with that he's doing his job of, of fighting monsters he just can't tell you or he will and you just won't you won't listen <laughs> he, yeah he's definitely already told them <laughs> that's true they just don't listen but yes, Jean, Jean calls, Nana uh, can't understand the English, so she gives it to Godai, because apparently Godai speaks English. But like, but like, Jean speaks Japanese. Yeah, but I, I, I get the feeling that when he picks it up, he like, yes, hello, mushi, and you know, he would do a combination of the two, because that's how Jean, he intersperses his Japanese with English phrases. That's fair. And so she picks up, gives it to Godai. Godai's like, oh, it's just Jean. And then Nana has this look on her face of like, Jean, wait a minute. Huh? Where do I know Where that I, from? What? But yes, uh, Sakurako and Jean are basically calling and saying, hey, we're going to the police station. Well, they're we going cut- to the research station. Yeah, they're, they're going to the re- police research to go look at the Gorum. And cuts to them and them packing up. And yeah. oh, look at this. Jean has gotten a nice uh, card from Mika. And she has sent yeah, him a nice Mika, little card. Mika like went back to school, I guess? Yeah, I mean, well, she's yeah. like a teenager, so yeah, she would. I mean... I'm I'm glad she's doing okay. Yeah, it's she like a good side better. care. Like, uh, after this, there's a sequence uh, about uh, Inokita... That, like, I, I'm curious about the Anakita character stuff, but I'm not entirely sure how it's relevant. I don't know. Just every time it comes up, I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. But every time we hear about Mika, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad that she's okay. I don't know. Like, I, I'm kind of into, like, all all of these, like, side threads that that come up with, with, like, the supporting cast. Because they don't get dropped. There's, there's like, there's some weird thing going on with each one of, like, the cast members. Yeah, they all, they all have their own individual... Qu- they all have their own individual plot lines that have been started, and none of them have really been dropped yet. They've yeah, all still been going. I actually do kind of like the Inokita one. It's interesting and different. It's kind of the most. It's the most unusual of the side it is, character plots. It is I think the, it is the most adult storyline. Like in the yeah. sense of it is. I am caught between there is a legitimate serious threat to my city and country and it is probably irrepar- heavily damaging my relationship with my son. Yeah. Right. And there's really it's nothing she can do about it. What happens in the scene is it's 3:30 in the afternoon and Inokita's mom wakes her up uh out of bed and she's like, "Oh, Ah, good morning and stuff, and her mom immediately starts guilting her about the fact that she hasn't been spending enough time with her son. She's like, yeah, he's, he got up and left way earlier this morning. It just seems like she hasn't talked to him and like, hey, so I'm like working to stop those monster things. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like that's a conversation that hasn't been had yet, which yeah. seems odd. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's not like it's a secret. Right. The kid seems old enough that he might be able to understand it but young enough to be petulant about it. That's true. I, I mean, he hasn't been as far as we've seen, though. No, not, he just, not, he's petulant, not petulant in the sense that he's actually going to cause, like, trouble, but he does do some serious pouting. <laughs> <laughs> like, he he later, I think it's later in this 
or just right in the next episode where she calls and says, I can't come home. And his response is to get up off the floor, pick up his box, pick up his uh, book off the floor, get on the couch, turn towards the back of the couch and like hunch over reading his book and get his pout on, which, you know, understandable. I I did not interpret that as pouting. I interpreted it as him being sad. <laughs> well, well yes, know. not pouting in the sense of bit facetious sadness, but like legitimately upset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's next episode. But um yeah, it it's an interesting uh subplot going on. You know, I like all the plots that go on. I like I think it's really good world building for just like what all is going on that isn't like the grungy and stuff. They make like a real effort to show that there's other things still going on. As the world is still turning and being affected by this ongoing threat. Yes. And it's yeah, not just... We definitely need to see characters having things happen to them other than Godai fighting the Gurunki every yeah. week. <laughs> it's pretty great. This even carries on, too, because like later on in this episode, like this Enokita side plot thing like then starts off Gene's side plot, which we know nothing about yet. Yeah, we get little hints of that. It's, ooh, all the stuff with Gene interacting with Enikita was, like, very odd. And then he starts explaining it. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, I want to know about this now. Yeah, we'll get there later. <laughs> it's like, give me this J-drama. Mm. I'm mostly just surprised that uh, Inokita's mother is not, like, more helpful or sympathetic to her situation. I know you're trying to save us all, but really, really, you should pay more I'm still not sure if she's like if she like has actually explained to her mom or if her mom's just like yeah, I don't oh know. you're silly or uh, yeah if Doing she's actually explaining stuff or if her mom's like playing up a stereotype I'm not sure <laughs> yeah uh, so okay next sequence uh, Ichijo is calling his uh, his office back in Nagano and I I really like how the his his old boss uh like uh answers the phone it's like hey bud. You, uh, how you doing? Did you finally get married? <laughs> it's like, you have no reason for call. You, you'd have no other reason for calling me, right? Yeah. And, and he says, no, no, I, I haven't been married. I definitely haven't. The guy's like, yeah, I know. I was kidding. It's like, it's like, I, I actually like, could you, could you, I was, I asked Kamiyama to like gather stuff together and fax it over to me. Could you, could you ask him about the status of that? Oh, well, I don't see him. Well, I'll ask him. Hangs up, turns around, Kamiyama stands up from behind a desk like huh <laughs> what Ka- kamiyama is his goofy bike kohai yes by the way okay that's who it was i wasn't sure that's who i assumed it was i'm pretty sure i mean i didn't check but i i think that's who it is I, i'm pretty sure yeah i mean it the way it's shot as a the way it's shot feels like a visual gag so i'm assuming is it like I, the, I just, the, uh, someone said my name i must have forgotten to do something <laughs> well it's <laughs> his old boss when he hangs up the phone he's like oh he's so Kamiyama oh looks around hangs up the phone and walks off and then the camera cuts to a guy standing up from behind a desk picking up a big box full of materials and looking around like what did someone say my name so I don't know I I mostly just like that he knows that Ichijo is not going to get married anytime soon. Because <laughs> yeah, he's no, married to the job. Just, uh, yeah, he he is far too hard of a worker and does mm-hmm. not take personal time for anything. Yeah, the girlfriend <laughs> is his job, and his boyfriend is Godai. Right. It's, it's focused because 
Ichijo is going through a bunch of different files talking about how, oh, unidentified B1 is Yeah, they, they give them, um, they give the human forms different, different designations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's confirmed. So, yeah, they that, start numbering the human forms and they're, they, apparently they've managed to link up a few of the human forms with the monsters they are, so. Mm-hmm. I think mostly just the ones that Ichijo ran into before, which is uh, Bat Person and Rose Lady. That's pretty much right. it. And then we cut uh, to Rose Lady uh, is I have identified as Red Boa Lady, but uh, she yes. does not wear the red bow anymore. So no, yeah, she's probably... she's got a visual upgrade. Pretty great. And then there's a scene where uh, where she chokes out uh, Batman for a second yeah, with, with her rose uh, arm for doing something dumb or whatever. Yeah, it seems like she's this is. I think this is the first time we've seen any of her monster power. Yeah, so. I think this is the first she's time got, we've seen anything. She's got a plant arm. I assume that whenever she's, like, blown flower petals around before, that's been her using her abilities? That could be. I thought that might have just been a fun visual accent. (laughs) I mean, flower petals is, you know, a a transition. Sometimes people just do that, and it's non-diegetic. I mean, mean, but what about Tuxedo Mask? Yeah, well, okay. But yes, the scene Whether yes. tuxedo mask flowers are diegetic or non-diegetic <laughs> is uh, up in the air sometimes. But this scene is uh, Bat died going down, talking to the Rose Lady. She attacks him with her hand and tells him to stop acting on your own as we get a nice pan up to her now white dress and white tattoo on her forehead. Or it's more I like think a the, t- yellow the tattoo gold. was always there. Oh, yes, it was always there, but it was a darker color. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think it wasn't as reflective before. Yeah, okay. she's she's much more shiny now. Okay. That seems like mainly the point of the scene is to reveal that she's got a, a new look. Yes. I, I think it's supposed to look like a wedding dress. Like, it's, she's got pearls with it and stuff. It's the first time she's come back from visiting the Go, whenever she right. left earlier. And uh, she's got, like, a little bit of a cape going on, too. Yeah. It, it's a cool look. Yeah, I mean, Grungy fashion is is always top tier. Just Real good. and all be all. Okay, so, so next, then yeah, after yeah. this, we cut back to the research institute where they're like, "Why didn't that clone explode?" Yeah, Enokita right. is showing up. Is like, "Hey, sorry, sorry for being late, everyone. Sorry about that. Hey, let's talk about science." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> this one didn't have a belt. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, it didn't blow up because it didn't have a belt." Which is interesting. And then Godai shows up and spooks Enokita and the other researcher <laughs> by shoving his face in between them. I mean, he's, he definitely did that intentionally, right? Oh, yeah, no, most <laughs> like, definitely. He's yeah. fucking with her. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's uh, a fun bit. And then Sakurako and Jean show up and everybody gets introduced. Right. It's pretty good. Yep. Uh, yeah, because they want to read some of the text on the Gorum to see if they can figure out anything else about it. Well, yes. so like they they don't know that there's text on there yet because it's a big revelation when they find text on it. It's I think it's mostly that Jean uh, um, was one of the ones to ha- who yeah. have found it, and Sakurako is at, basically considered the expert right now on text for that and they would assume i think that there would be text on it i mean they don't know for sure but that they might need it right and so have actual proper researchers come in instead of police researchers 
Yeah, uh, I mean, as far as I can tell, the police know basically nothing about this Linto culture. That it's every time that comes up, they call they call Sakurako. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and this is her first time looking at the Gorum when it's like assembled. I I yep. think, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. So yeah, that's that's what she does. I think it's the first time anybody except like Godai has really seen the Gorum in its like robot bug form. Yeah. So then we cut to two young guys coming out of a Lawson. Two guys talking about uh, how, you know, people are concerned about the monster attacks. Yeah, people so, are yeah. disappearing. This is weird. At least oh, one hey. of them is doomed. Oh, <laughs> hey, they show hey, up. hey, wait, dude, wait on for a second. I got to tie my shoe and not look at you for a second. <laughs> Tying right. his shoe saved his life. <laughs> yeah. It, I, the way the guy's feet jerk off screen is extremely fake looking. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it's know. not the best. Uh, no, not, it's not. Not the best uh, effect or acting there. All of the deaths that happen from this chameleon guy, uh, like I try to parse in my head how he killed them while invisible, and the best thing I can come up with, because they died from asphyxiation. The best thing I can come up with is that he uses a chameleon tongue, slaps it onto their face shoves their face into his mouth and just kind of closes <laughs> off their air pathways until well, they pass out and okay, die. Okay, uh, Evan, they they didn't actually die from asphyxiation. I read, I looked this up on the wiki page. What did uh, they die from? Okay, the, the thing is... Did he drop him off? Like, did he drop them off from high buildings? No. no the, the, they say all the victims died from wounds to the face and asphyxiation. The wiki says that what is happening which you would not know because they don't show it at all. Apparently he is grabbing people with his tongue from high up and then, like, dragging their faces across buildings until they die. Which... No. That's that's what the wiki says. <laughs> I, I, I'm, and I'm telling you, the wiki is wrong. Like, yeah, that's clearly not what is happening. They are. No. They do not have any visual injuries. He, he, is, he is killing them with super violent kisses. <laughs> we already that, had one of those. He is eating their face. Okay, even right. the face would be new, but we've had the kiss of death. They, uh, I think it's next episode. They show one of these people who are getting grabbed, like it blurs their face out, like something fucked up is happening to them. There is a difference between a kiss of death and I am going to suck on your face until you have no air left. I, I mean, I, I guess his real yeah. power is just turning invisible and talking. And that weird long tongue, right? But yeah, it, it, that's, I was just, when I read that on the wiki page, I was like, wow, that's really gruesome and not in the show. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really gruesome and not what happened. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, okay, so it cut, now that he's died, dead, the friend runs off. It cuts back to the police. Well, with, the important thing is that he talks and announces where his next yes. kill is going to be. Right. He says in English yeah. that I'm going to kill the next one at the Komazawa Park. He does not say it in English. He says it in Japanese. Well, okay, yes, he's yeah. <laughs> he says it in Linto. My language. bad. He says it in Linto. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but then we cut back to the HQ where they're like, "Oh shit, guys! Someone, someone died, and they announced where they're going to kill the next person." And he died from asphyxiation and wounds to the face. This wiki says his method of killing is strangulation. The wiki is wrong. <laughs> I'm glad that we have three different ways of this. 
<laughs> I, I might have to like look up those lines and find someone that speaks Japanese and be like, can you translate this for me? <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's, what the way they say real quick? I need to know exactly how these people are dead. Yes. But then it cuts back to the research where John and Sakurako have come to see Gorum, who is in full-up beetle form and looks pretty cool. Like, I yeah. like this. I, I really, really like this prop. Gorum's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Whenever it's not a uh, bad green screening, it, it does look good. Yeah. It reminds me of the of the Beetleborg from, I think, like, the second I, season. I kind of oh, want yeah. a little Gorum, just so I can have him hang up. Be super cute. Ooh, that'd be pretty sweet. This is, like, palm size. That'd be great. But, um, yes, they're looking over it and say, hey, look, there's some ancient text here, which Sakurako takes a picture of. And they don't translate it yet, but it's on the, like, claws of on the leg, I think. And then there's also some later that it's underneath it. It's weird. It's like all the points where it's like, attach Kuga here to do things. Yeah, attach Kuga here. It's instructions for the toy. Pretty much. Oh, and uh, Chameleon Guy only appears in his monster form in these episodes. Yes. Uh, he's actually the guy who had, like, the insane hair and the goggles in the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not make that connection until I uh, checked the wiki. We've seen him change in a couple times, I think. There's also a weird thing where um he, he's been implied to actually have appeared off screen during the time when we skipped from, like, life form 11 to 20-something. Right. Yeah. I need to watch this guy collapse again because I think it was just it. Sa- it totally looks like someone sa- said, "Okay, and fall down <laughs> now." Yeah, h- here it is. Okay, uh, Garamay's turn. Okay, uh, he uses his cloaking abilities to hide at high areas, dragging his victim with his tongue to hang them while smashing their faces against a surface, announcing his next location to kill. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, that didn't happen in this show. <laughs> that's wrong. That's, yeah. that's very wrong. That's, that's just not in the show. It's so weird. Yeah, and then they say, like, some of these... There's some dialogue that implies that, like, some of the Garanki have appeared between episodes. I'm like, that's... That's so weird that they're doing that. That yeah. is a really weird thing to imply. Like, I don't know why they just didn't have, like, episodes along that. I, I don't know why there's, like, that weird time skip in there. Yeah, yeah I'm really strange. confused. But um, while they're looking at the Gorum, Ichijo calls, gives the phone to Godai. is like, hey, hey, so the new unidentified life form is, gonna, is announced as killing in Komazawa Park. We got to get on that. And then Godai runs off yeah. to go get it. And then we get to Komazawa Square, where we get to see this thing where it's a woman sees her boss get killed. She runs up and goes down to the bottom of the stairs, and it very much looks... This is the thing where it says it looks like the guy's like, Okay, you're going to need to fall, but you're going to need to like <laughs> fall onto these stairs, so make sure you sit down first so you don't hit your head. Okay, and do it... And now. <laughs> and he's just... It's not great. It's a two-stage death. Yeah. No, it's just not terribly convincing. But uh, he gets killed. Chameleon Dude announces that he's going to kill the next one at Central Tower. So right. the woman runs off. And oh, hey, look, it's uh, 
forget what the woman was. Other lady. She named herself. But, uh, cha- Golden Chains. White yeah, Blouse. Chains. Oh, wait, oh. yeah, he transforms right here. Okay, yeah. yeah, he does, yeah. Oh, and, uh, so the the visual similarity between this form that, it, uh, between his human that indicates he's a chameleon, I think our, his shirt looks, is like made up of a bunch of little triangles that kind of look like scales. And I also think it's the goggles. Yeah, the goggles look kind of like chameleon eyes, because they're, yep. like, separated and, like, big and bulbous on both sides of his head. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But, uh, yeah, they get to have an entire conversation in Japanese instead of Garangi. Uh-huh. Like, and it's very much a blatant, oh, hey, you gave them a warning? Oh, this would, it's, well, yeah, it's a much more enjoyable way to play the game. Visual right. representation of counting. Also, this is how we become a go, right? Plot, 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 plot. Playing, uh, what was, what's the name of the game? So whale. Yeah, so whale. I like that being better at the game is to play it better than just killing people and to come up with some unique theme for it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta kill with style. You have to kill people in a fancy way or else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there, there's points for style or something. Like, what if I get some incense and mark a train and then go kill them? <laughs> That'd be cool, right? I mean, honestly, this does kind of make the Garongi all seem like, you know overachievers or something because like none of them have actually completed the basic (laughs) objective of the game yet without being murdered as far as we can tell i just see how i i just saw a scene where it explains why the wiki says he's dragging people across buildings because after the grogi finish talking and walk off we get cut to ichijo and godai talking as they're driving towards central tower uh, well, no. Godai is driving towards Komazawa, and then he gets a call from Ichijo that says, Hey, um, it's no longer at Komazawa. It's going to Central Park. Someone already died there. We gotta drive there. And we cut to Central Park, oh, where a where bunch of police have Yeah, all a police officer is killed that way. And one of the police officers is dragged up, and his face is smashed into the side of the building. Right. So I see where they would say it would get pulled up and dragged off, and it's wrong. <laughs> I guess it happens that one time, rather than that being his modus operandi. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just going to say he was clinging to the side of the building and did the whole face thing. So we was this the episode where where Enokita uh, got that call from home, and then Jean kind of looked at her. Is that next episode? Uh, it's not yet. I think it's next episode. Okay. Because once this guy dies. And uh, the chameleon's like, oh, who's next? Ooh, we can't do anything. Please all start freaking out. We cut to the Garangi, who there is a guy that looks to be like digging stone leaves out of a piece of dirt. Isn't this the old man that they met up with in the alley that one time? Yes, this is that. I think it is that guy. And I think it's number zero. I, I don't know for oh, sure, but think? I think it is. Yeah, I, I believe it is number zero. Okay. Or like... Yeah, no, I think it's number zero. Yeah, other than Rock Guy, it's Bad Guy and Rose Lady are also in the room, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, the extra- coolest person ever? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what adjective to give this guy other than cool guy. He's Common Rider Garangi. <laughs> yeah, he is, because like, he's got like the scarf and everything yeah, when he shows up he, later. Yeah. He's walking up the stairs, stomping these boots, flipping a coin, and you're hearing the coin jingle, 
and the doors open and there's a gust of wind and he's got a red scarf on and he's, and he's got, got an, like afro, an afro and he's just the coolest guy ever. And then he takes a stone leaf. He is super cool. <laughs> and also he scares Bat Guy by almost punching him in the face. Right. Because everybody's got a shit on Bat Dude. Yeah, that's what you do. Everyone hates that guy. And after this, we cut back to the central tower where I think it's like four or five more police are dead. <laughs> Policemen yeah. are dead. Yep, chameleon guy is just uh, just, just uh, killing them all. Picking them off one by one. And I love the implication that these guys are being pulled off and like they're all just kind of standing there going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> they're all the like bullets. Oh, they do shoot nothing. Him. He's invisible. And also bullets don't work on him. But shoot, shoot at him. Yeah. So, yeah. Ichijo, Sagita and third secondary cop who I don't think is <laughs> named yet. Cop. That's a good one. Well, I don't. He's he's shown up a couple times. I mean, and you're not like, wrong. Older he, cop guy, you mean? Well, no, he's the younger guy with kind of um, in in the scene where they're all shooting up into uh, at the chameleon dude. He's the one to Ichijo's left. Yeah, w- yeah. with the snub nose, thirty eight. I think. Also, their guns have clearly no recoil in this scene. Yeah, which is a bit weird. it is very clearly they're using caps. <laughs> It's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, they Did, uh, the camera does not do a good job of concealing that. No, the chameleon is taunting them. They all try and shoot him. It's shown that these new special bullets bullets from the new guns do nothing to him. <laughs> the bullets Again. they do nothing. They they pierce and they kind of squish into his body, and then he pushes them out. The police did a thing and it didn't work. Yep. I'm so shocked. And then there's a five second cut of Bat Dude walking with per- purpose with a <laughs> smirk on his face, like, "Yeah, I'm a badass." And then yeah. it's and then it's gone. And then it's nighttime. <laughs> like, yeah. I, what? It's Why? a time. Yeah, it's a time. It's a time change cut. Basically. I guess. Then it goes it. to the moon, and, and then, then it's uh, nighttime, and the central tower is now. I guess the chameleon guy ran off and stopped killing people. Yeah, he's doing something else. But more importantly, the worst green screening effect in the show happens. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because apparently Godai was so far away <laughs> that he was not able to get to Central Tower at this entire time yep. and has been driving this entire time. And then so Ichijo... He goes back to his car and sees that, oh, I can see that the sonic waves of the bat dude are flying this way. I think that's where Godai is, because I can also track where Godai is. Yeah, the Tri-Tracer probably has a GPS on it. Yeah. Um, Honestly, Godai probably got there a while ago, and the chameleon guy wasn't doing anything anymore, so he's just been, like, patrolling the area, waiting for something to happen. I don't know. But, yeah, we get to see the bat guy get to do nice terrible green screening flying down around godai and harassing him as he's uh driving around they go to a warehouse and hey man it's a fight yeah it's a and pretty it's good a fight. fight godai almost gets to take him out yeah we get this it's i like this fight it's good physical fight good lots of choreography yeah it's fun right as he's about to kill bat guy cool scarf dude Drives in, and uh, 
I wanted to say one thing. It's very interesting watching this fight as a in comparison to the first time he fought Bat Guy, where in the very first time when he fought Bat Guy in red form, he was punching him, and it didn't seem like, you know, he'd punch him and Bat Guy would react a bit, but still kind of keep going. Right. And it's kind of been flipped on the other side now, where Kuga is kind of doing the same thing, where Bat Guy is punching back and Kuga will react, but it's not really doing anything. And Kuga's very obviously going to win now. Right. He's, yeah, he's so much stronger than he was at the beginning of the show. It's, it is a very nice flip. But yes, he is, uh, they do this thing where we're both run, running to the side, and then Bat Guy goes behind some, a bolt wall, and they come out the other side, and oh, he's not there. Where is he? Oh, I'm gonna jump out from beneath you! And Kuga's like, nah, punch you in the face. <laughs> It was pretty good. Yeah, it There's up. also a bit in here where, like, the light shines through the wing armature on the Bat-Guy costume, and you can kind of see all the wires and shit in it. Yeah. It looks very fake. They, they yeah. should have done that. Kuga sets up for a rider kick. And then, yes, the common rider, Garagi, <laughs> drives in on, in a, on a motorcycle in a helmet, and fucking we get the wind blown, his scarf is going super cool. <laughs> He drives from behind a uh, bat guy who, like, dives out of the way. Uh, Godai does a flip over him, over the motorcycle. Motorcycle skids to a stop. We get a cool scarfs flowing in the wind. He flips the, uh, hel- or flips the uh, glass of his helmet up and just kind of stares at Kuga. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. I like how even the Gurungi respect helmet laws. <laughs> it's real good. I mean, like, just having having the wind blow through your afro just seems like it'd be too much trouble. I, it seems like that's just uh, to help that along. That's wow. probably true. He'd have to redo his hair. I mean, assuming that hair. the Gurungi can't magically control their hair or whatever. Uh, unsure. Un- unconfirmed. Hmm. <sighs> Okay, but then we go right on to episode 22. Game. Yes. Which, right. the cold open is a rehash of Kuga doing a flip over the bike, the guy flipping up his helmet, and then he just says, see ya, Kuga, flips down his glass and drives us. <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> he's like, he's I, like, I guess he just wanted Kuga to know that he is cool yeah. and around. He's, he's, I wanted you. I want to let you know that I'm here, boy. See ya. Kuga's so cool. And that guy. <laughs> Both so of cool. them, they need to have a cool off. But yeah, as, as soon as he drives off, Kuga's like, oh no, number three! Turn around, and of course, number three's gone. Uh, apparently this guy's name is Go Badaba on the wiki. Man, that's a good name. Kind of fun. That's a good name. Alright, and we come back from the intro where Ichijo is or Ichijo is getting talked to or <laughs> Godai is talking to Ichijo about this and is like, hey man, I was almost beat about to beat number three, but then this really cool dude on a motorcycle showed up and I was too stunned by his swag and number three got away. <laughs> he distracted me. I think they're friends. How cool he is. Yeah. He looked at me and called me Kuga. But he did it like real cool like. Also and here's the big revelation for this thing, for this for this set of two episodes. It spoke Jap. He spoke Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Wait, don't they? <laughs> haven't they run into Gurungi before? That did that before? Yes, but it seems to be like 
I don't, I don't, it's the impression I'm getting from these two episodes is that it's becoming more like widely known among the police that, oh, wait, no, these Garangi can transform into things, shapes that look like us and speak Japanese and they could be among us at any time and we would never know. (laughs) Right. It's, you know, it's already things that have been very obvious to a viewer, but they're getting explained to characters that didn't know yeah the the characters that didn't know now get to know yes everybody is on this everybody's at least getting to the same chapter of the book right and then we cut back to the tower where sugita finds a bullet and he's like oh there's some green stuff on this we should research this sugita keeps seeming to be the one that finds the little particulates yeah he he's like he's like the detective that stays after the scene to like find forensic to find things yeah yeah, the actual detective, you mean? <laughs> I mean, like, Ichijo's, like, a detective, too, because he, like, he was, like, calling people and, like, looking back at research stuff. They both are doing jobs. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Other than them, no one else, but those two, they're on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have a whole fucking, like, you know, team squad of people who are all, like, being paid just to work on this 24-7, so, you know. Yeah. Finish that up. Godai gives a little thumbs up. He gives a lot of thumbs up these episodes. There's a lot of thumbs up this episode. And then we go back to the National Research Institute where Gene and Sakurako find more writing on the bottom of the Gorum. Yep. And they've never seen, and Sakurako's like, I've never seen these symbols before. It's weird. And where Enokita now gets, what does she get a phone call about? Uh, about her son? Not just yet. No, yeah, this is what it is. She gets a call from her mother. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm he... thought, I, oh, they don't explain what the first phone call is. Then she gets the phone call from her mom. Because it's right when uh, Sakurado and Jean are about to leave. Yes. Okay. So it was, and this this tells you, like, this really cuts deep because I imagine this kid, he looks like six, right. seven. He's, he's young. Um, and the mom is like, he's really sad that you didn't come home to take him to his appendix appointment. Right. Like you didn't come home to take him to the doctor for this thing that is not enjoyable for children. He, he has seen his mom so little. It doesn't matter what they're doing. He just wants to see her. It's, ugh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he'd like his mom to help him through that, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty rough. And she's like, hey, I'm sorry, I forgot. Hey, mom, can you do that? <laughs> yeah, and then so she gets on the phone talking with Sayuru, Sayuru and she starts explaining it. it. It's a cut over her shoulder, and then it cuts to Gene as yeah. he's listening in, and he's... It's very obvious that it's it's affecting him specifically. Yeah, yeah, Gene apparently has extremely strong, like, child-parent relationship feelings or something. Yeah, we get nice zoom in on his face as he's kind of like, oh, man, looking a little depressed. Gene has strong eyes. feelings about this. And they she turns around, like, okay, you, 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 I'll be here for a little bit. You guys need to leave. Sakurako starts walking off, and Gene 
doesn't leave until Sakurako comes back and grabs him and is like, come on, we gotta yeah. go. Yeah. He doesn't say anything because he is properly, you know, Japanese polite, but uh, yeah. he, he clearly has strong feelings about this. And we get this really nice visual shot of them walking away and like the camera, the person with the camera is walking directly in front of Jean backwards and it's just focused on Jean's face as Enikita is in the back on the phone as I really, really like it. Oh. Yeah. They start up that uh, soft, I think it's like a xylophone theme, where it's like a, you know, a couple like, doo, 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 yeah. doo. it's like kind of somber. Cut back to Sayuru off the phone, where I I was I was using the wrong fo- words about hey, how he's pouting after it. It's He gets off the phone with his mom, goes and picks up his book, and is looking at the stuff he probably wanted to share with his mom, and gets and curls up on the couch. Staring at the back of the couch, reading his book, and shutting yeah. himself off. Ugh, I feel bad for the kid. <sighs> yeah, and then it comes to so Ichio gets a broadcast, and and they they narrow down the the new possible hideout to two locations. So Godai's going to check one, and Ichio's going to check the other. Yes, which is a bad plan. That's not a good plan. Always split the party. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what they say. Ichijo, Ichijo, you're not a writer. You'll be fine. <laughs> Always split the party. And he is, usually. Ichijo is extremely aware that if he runs into a Gronky, there is like a 99% chance he's going to die. Yeah, Ichijo's pretty great. <laughs> he apparently does not care, though. He just wills it with plot armor. So they split up, and we go back to Jean and Sakurako, who are having dinner. Jean has his plums. Gene has his plums, and he's having a real nice fish, and he's super affected <laughs> by yep. what was happening with Enokita, and Sakurako tries to get him to open up, and he's like, no, it's nothing. You wouldn't understand it. Don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand. Promises should be kept till children. That's probably, uh, there's probably a better way to translate that, because the the way they have him say, you wouldn't understand, is, like, extremely condescending, and yeah, the way I, she reacts doesn't seem like that's, he's not being like that. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't think it's in the same vein of, oh, you wouldn't understand, like it would be in English, it's, yes, I think it is a translation yeah. quirk that we're not getting the proper emphasis Right. Yeah, that phrase has a very specific connotation in English. Yeah. Right. But it 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 it's very it feels very much like a thing of just I, it's it's something that's affecting me. I don't think you have had the proper experiences. It's don't it's it'll be fine. Yeah. He just says uh I also couldn't keep a promise to a child once. That's all yeah. he says. Yeah. She he doesn't go on any further about that. And we cut back to so Ichijo. He chose correctly or poorly, depending how you look at it. <laughs> yeah, he was running up the waterfront, and oh, hey, there's this flower petal at the bottom of these stairs. Maybe they're in here. A rose petal and no roses, huh? And wouldn't you know it, they are. And we get a lot more exposition. He sneaks in, and we get a lot more exposition and plot dump. About what the Garangi do. That's yep. pretty good. I also like that the that the one Garangi lady now has a sword. Yeah, no, that sword yeah. is ridiculous. She has a, a twin curved blade sword thing. Yeah, I'm into it. It's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I want one for a D&D character. 
is I'm not sure who she got it from. Yeah, there's like a guy who hands it to her and then just leaves. And uh, I, I, I assume he was a Gurungi. It. I think he might be like... I'm not sure if he's a Go, because he gives it to her and she calls it uh, Go Garimaba. Right. And then the other guy remarks, you know, even though you're using a weapon, that doesn't make you a Go. Right. Which... So I guess the goes all have weapons that they use? Or maybe you you are a loud one? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that the go l- don't use their monster forms the same hmm. way that the other Gurungi do. Be interesting. The world may never know. Yes, and by but, that uh, I mean we weren't answered this set of episodes. <laughs> no, right, we we'll find out eventually. <laughs> but now Ichijo see uh, the woman or the uh, rose woman comes back out and Ichijo sees that she has transformed and we get this nice little bit of slowdown as he sees her. He's like, <gasps> she's different now. And after seeing her and he makes the very smart decision of, all right, it's time for me to leave. <laughs> like, I, I fully expected him to make, some, like you know, the stereotype. I expected him to make some noise, them all three of them to go, who? Huh? And then him to run off. But no, he leaves. But then she just then meets him. Yeah, the Rosa was just like, man, Linto sure are a lot different now. All right, bye. <laughs> yep, and, and then he gets, around. he gets rose-petaled and then faints. Yeah. Guys, do you have a, do you have the episode open? I do, do not. Okay. At 9.56, uh, you can see into the actor who plays Ichijo's mouth. His teeth are, his bottom teeth are extremely crooked. <laughs> just see this. Weird fact. Just, uh... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm gonna... I'm gonna snip this face real quick. You you see what I mean, right, Evan? Oh, no, I do. I really do. His teeth look real fucked up. Ooh, boy. That's something special. (laughs) Okay, This guy needs some dental work done. You'll see it, Garrett. Here, I'm gonna gonna share it with you. I I mean, I believe you. (laughs) Yeah, but wow. Wow. I don't, I don't do episode art, so, like, I can't. Those are two one side. Yeah. All right, moving on now from the silly teeth. <laughs> Sorry, I just noticed it and was like, damn, man. Yeah. There, there is a cool bit when he's holding a gun on Rose Lady, and it, uh, there's, it's like a, a shot with both of them on opposite sides of the frame and like the water with like light reflected a lot. Mm-hmm. Along yeah, it's really cool. Off to the real distance. nice visual comp- uh, composition. Very cool. But uh, why does she just rose petal him instead of killing him? I don't know. Because he's a main character. That's really the only answer. I think something about how he's acting is apparently so different from how Linto used to act. That it is worth keeping him alive. Because the only thing she says is the Linto sure have changed. Or the Linto have changed, it seems. Ichijo, being so good at his job, has allowed him to live. Yeah, that's what it is. I wonder if she respects him for, like, fighting his own battles or something. Maybe. The fact that he's, like, putting himself in danger, even though he knows that, like, she could easily kill him or something. It's possible. Uh, but yeah, he wakes up in his car. Apparently, Godai came and found him and, like, you know, got him to safety or something. He's like, why were you sleeping on that ground? <laughs> you, you spooked me. And then Ichiro's was like, I found 
I found B1, and she speaks Japanese. She got to me. As if you didn't understand that they speak Japanese now. Oh, right. And this is where uh, Godai says that he ran into this, the chameleon guy, between numbers 10 and 11, which were not in the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a confusing thing to look up. Right. But don't worry. Godai's like, don't worry, I'm fine. I can turn green this time. Right. I have and green power just, now. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, well, I can't I can't fully support you, but I want to help. And he's like, bro, just give me your gun. He says, yeah. make sure when I turn green, you'll give me that gun, bro. <laughs> and he's like, all right, sold. Which, you know, fair. And then and then we learn that flashbangs are super effective. Yes. Learn that, well, it's we learn that scientifically, flashbang flashbangs are super effective. Yeah, we we get a cut back to the research where one of Enakita's under like I'm not sure if she like works under him or just works with him. He's like, hey, so you know those particles that Sugita brought in? It, it, under this light, it changes into this. Under this light, it changes into this. But if we shine super bright, if we shine super bright lights on it, it changes into this and stays that way for five minutes right it like overloads his photo cells or something which i you know fair that's a pretty cool way of doing it i guess i like and uh oh yeah the images she was looking at were on a cd rom yeah which which they they put out and put in a jewel case and send away yeah and then she realizes file this important data yeah and okita realizes oh i pulled another all-nighter and if you didn't already know, Sayuru is sleeping alone, or Sayuru is sleeping with his m- grandma instead of his mom. Oh no. Stay to brand up so much. At, at some point, this it's going to become like a main focal point. They're going to like, the, the Gurungi are going to like kidnap that kid or something. Oh, most likely. Yeah. And we go back to Jonan. Yep. Where Sakurako and Godai are looking at uh, translations. And. Godai's like, man, like, isn't there something like if I do something cool with the bug, like something cool happens? Stuff about interactions, like, like, what if I stood on it? Would that do anything? (laughs) I like how Godai is just like, look, uh, I I know how toys work, and. Tell me how to do my Sentai powers. Yeah, tell me how to do the cool thing. It's like a transformer, like, right? She's like, this is the real world. I don't know how you do your Sentai powers. And then it's like, oh, it, it says to it says to join hands. Go go right. do that. We we let let's put in this CD ROM with pictures of Gorum. <laughs> Which you know, like depending on the quality of the pictures at this time of you know in the early two thousands. Yeah, you would carry around pictures on CDs if you yeah. had enough pictures and they're high enough quality. CDs are sweet. They are. They're pretty great. But they're looking at this new yeah, information. This is, this is like 99. They probably had two megapixel cameras back then. Whoa, this, like, is, this is 2000, thank you. Oh, right. How, why are you ever going to need more than two megapixels on your camera? <laughs> That's yeah. so much. No one's ever going to need more than that. No, 640 by 480 <laughs> is the end-all, be-all of resolution. Ugh. 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 <laughs> so we get this translation of the writing on 
um, Gorham's limb or the like claws and say, when the warrior and servant join hands, the great future will unfold. The great future of toy marketing. The great future of <laughs> I'm going to hang and shoot dudes. Also that, which is kind of impractical because like the you have to you need two hands to, to like prime the bow gun. It doesn't quite work out. Yeah. yeah. But maybe the, we, maybe the Gorum thinks like no no use your other forms while touching me. Oh hmm. my god! What if like what if like Kuga like holds up the bogum and like the Gorum claw pulls it? That would be cool, but that does not happen. Man, I'm... damn okay. it! So we go back to Pole Pole, uh, where apparently Minori has been helping out because Yusuke didn't come ba- come back last night because Gorai doesn't and do his job. Also, Nana <laughs> this also this morning Nana dot dot dot. Oh hey, Nana showed back up. She seems really sad. What happened? Oh, nothing. Just her drama teacher got killed, the one that she really liked and was helping her a lot and, like, being a really good senior and teacher for her. Yeah, they got killed. By the Grunky. Off screen. Yeah, by the Grunky. Big move, Grunky. We get this whole thing of, like, Nana being, she was super nice and taught everybody and I really liked her and now she's dead and this is personally affecting me now. Yep. You know, it's, I'm being, I... I am being overly flippant about how this scene is portrayed. It's a fairly nice scene. It puts a bit of nice humanization on Nana. Yeah, I mean, you know, we already like Nana. Like, yeah, you know. it's, it's kind of I've, weird that, like, they need to make this personal for her. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure why this, because I don't think it really went anywhere. Not really. Yeah, I don't know. Other than just Nana being sad for a little while, upset for a it, while. It might then, come back for all we know, honestly. That's possible. Mm, possibly. Uh, okay, so we go back to the police who are now in Central Plaza where... Um, oh, I know it's time for extended combat scene. Yes, extended combat. 31 announced his new kill, or his worried fight. And they show up and they're like, okay, so... When he shows up, we're going to flashbang the hell out of him, and then we're going to shoot him with these special bullets, because these bullets are totally <laughs> going to work, you guys. I swear. This time, it's going to be so good. You know, it's nice that when they all go to where the Grungi are and all wait around to die, that the Grungi don't decide to pick off the main characters first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really want to know how the how the police took down that one Grungi they did. That would be nice to know. Nice to know. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to Godai, who's driving to, I guess, Central Plaza, and he's like, you know, I, he's thinking to himself, I don't, I really don't think the great future is it. I don't, I don't think that's the right translation. It's, maybe it's something about flying? Yeah. And then we cut back to the police again. And oh, hey, it's time. It's, it's slowly getting to be time for I'm, someone to die. I'm glad that the grungy sense of time matches up with the watches. <laughs> yeah, this, the, the Grongi made sure to match their time. It's one with of the their police. other inexplicable weird powers is perfect timekeeping. That's because as soon as the, it turns over, first policeman starts dying and everybody starts shooting bullets and other things happening. And they're like, and then somebody that else guy dies. With gun grenades. Yeah, and thirty one starts taunting him. He's like, "Man, there's so many targets here. It's such a great game." And he basically explains to the entire police force, "Hey guys." We're playing a game that's killing people. That's yeah. our game. Yep. We hunt down our prey. It's the yeah. The game. guy's like, "Wait, are you doing it for any reason?" He's like, "No, no. It's just a, just a game. It's just so. a game." He gets super pissed. 
Sugita gets super pissed and everybody shoots and it does nothing. Because it's it never does anything. Yeah. The flashbang worked though. Yeah, the flashbang yes. did make him visible. That's true. That happened. It's like all the non-lethal stuff they use against the Grongi <laughs> is actually effective. Anything that's supposed to kill him? Nah. I mean, look, you, you got to take the you got to take the W's where you can get them. But yeah, so uh a tertiary cop shows up with the uh, flashbang. Also, like the cops that he kills in the sequence, uh the the only physical injuries they appear to be suffering are minor face rashes. Uh their faces turn a little red and that apparently kills them. So Did I just did I just see the caps in that guy's gun? Maybe. No. Okay, no, I didn't see the caps in the guy's gun, but it is very obviously not a metal or okay, so right about Chris could probably see it if you're watching right around eighteen twenty to twenty three when they're all aiming and shooting uh-huh. tertiary the end of tertiary cop's gun starts like being bright red, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, it's very weird. I don't know why. Uh, probably the sirens are reflecting probably the off flashing the red lights. But the bullets do nothing. So thirty one just like man, screw this. Turns and starts running, and all yeah. the cops start going after him. Yeah, he uh, Godai drives up, and the uh, chameleon guy stops and is like, uh, he says something in the Gronky language, and Godai responds by turning into Kuga, and they're like, oh, okay, so this oh, is yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> you you you, you uh, just real just real quick, you skipped over the thing where police cars drive up, and he's just like, nah, and does a front flip over poli- to like two full police cars. Oh yeah, yeah, he's this is a fun little cut. <laughs> but yes, then he sees Kuga. Kuga transforms. And they start fighting. And he introduces himself as me, Garumare. And then they fight and, some. Yeah, they fight some. It's a pretty good fight. Yeah, Fighting this, in this water. guy's, uh, his Garunky, like, superpower is, like, shooting his tongue out at people. Which, yep. uh, works better visually than some of the other Garunky powers yeah. have. That's pretty good. But then soon he can turn invisible again. Yes, it's, it's, uh, Ichijo shows back up and he's like, Godai, he'll turn invisible in such amount of time. And so he throws him away, and just as he's about to, like, or just as he's about to start doing the rider kick to kick him, he turns invisible again. Godai doesn't get to kick anybody the set of episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. and also... He's got rider kick I'm, blue balls. <laughs> now that I'm watching this again, when he turns invisible, he has to have just decided, man, screw this, and immediately run... Because Godai takes so long to set up with Gorum, he could have just attacked him at any time. But then he, by the time... Okay, so the Gorum flies in, Ichijo turns to green form, Gorum flies in, or Godai turns to green form. Yeah, you know, another weird little bit of inconsistency, uh, when the chameleon guy turns invisible, he's standing in water. And yeah, the you water, should see him splash away. Yeah, the water does not move or deform at all. It looks like he did did not move. Uh, I don't no. know why they chose to have him be standing in water, which should obviously be disturbed when he moves away, even if he's invisible. But yeah. hey, whatever. A grungy magic. Strange. Yeah. So Godai changes to green form. Ichijo tosses him his gun, which transforms into his cool bow gun. Yep. As the Gorum flies down, and Shido do, or Godai does a nice little. Here, we'll do this visual representation of I'm cocking the I'm t- cocking the gun. 
It's ready to shoot. Gorum flies down. I'm going to grab onto one of its limbs, and Gorum is going to fly into the sky as I hang from below it and then snipe it. Yeah, uh, I'm just. Go- Godai also gets to use his new catchphrase, "Super Transformation." Yeah, <laughs> it's it. It's we get the nice thing of Godai. I'm listening in. I'm listening in. I'm looking around, and we get the nice or a rehash of when he first turned to green form. Of he's able to, or he's hearing like all the noises of the city. Yeah, but because he's super high up in the air, it's not overwhelming him, and just kind of a murmur below it. And it's nice. nice. I like it. Uh, but yeah, he, he see when he shoots the chameleon guy through the chest. They're actually really spe- uh, careful to show that there is a there's like a beam of energy that goes through the spot on the chest where he shoots him down to the belt, and then the belt explodes. Yep. Uh, it's all the belt. I'm starting to wonder, like, did they just decide this was an important lore point now, or have they? Because they <laughs> I have... think it's been doing it every time. Every time Maybe. that they've died, it's the cracks have gone along their body and then down to the belt, which then cracks and then explodes. Uh, I don't think they've shown it every time, but yeah, maybe. Maybe they always. Or at have least that every. I idea. think at least every time we've seen it. It's possible. But then I, I really like this visual cut where the police are going up, they see the guy explode, and then it cuts back to Kuga, who's hanging. And he pulls the gun up and does a pose in green, and then he turns back to red form, and it's just a gun. And I love the I love I, I just have that as a screenshot now of just red Kuga just with a gun. Yeah, common writer gun. Common writer gun. Gun have you really have a gun? It's good. And then Ichijo and Godai meet on a roof, and Godai's just like, I get how to know you- I know how to use Gorum now. I really hope, and Joe's response is, I hope we can understand number three. This is pro- the problem's around number three, and then they just kind of have a moment yep. staring off into the city. Yep. And then they fade out, and apparently Ichijo is not going to get his wish. Nope. Uh, bad guy does not show up again. It's it's something. Okay. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I wonder if they were rushed on those two, because, like, that, I, I, point, I, I pointed it out a lot when we were going back through it again. I hadn't really noticed before, but there were a lot of very questionable directorial choices in those two. A little bit. Yeah. It's not like they were horrible or anything, just, I don't know, maybe they were rushed on production or something. I don't know. Possibly. Next we have episode 23. Uneasiness. As, this is not the best title. No. Uh, Cold Open is at the Jonan apartment. Uh, Sakurako is doing some more translation work. We've had this um, damn plot point like three times now. Yeah, no, this is, this is, <laughs> hmm. Like, right? We, we all agree that Sakurako has had her, has had her revelation of stealing her nerves to help like three times now. Yeah. yeah this is, this bit. is the third one. I, I remember because the second time it happened, we were like, they already did this. And they did it with, uh, Godai's sister. Yeah. They but really like this plot point. That she reads something in the translation that uh, stuns her, and Jean's like, what did you read? And she doesn't respond, and is just kind of <gasps> standing, and so her eyes are getting wide, and then the intro. So, And we don't really figure out what she read for most of this episode. I don't think we figure it out until next episode, honestly. I'm not sure. I don't remember what it is, so... <laughs> when uh, you get there in the I, It's something about, like, when the, gr- when the spring runs dry, 
something or other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we come back from the intro. We're at Pole Pole. Uh, owner is refilling the so- all the sauces. Um, and it's implied that it's been a couple days because Nana comes back and is like, Hey, I'm sorry I've been gone for a couple days. I've been resting. I apologize. I'm back. I'm ready to work. Um, I basically, I, I have decided I can't keep going on being sad and moody. Also, if I don't come over, I don't get to see Godai. Right. <laughs> Uh, Bishonins, uh, are one of the only balms for depression, apparently, when it comes to her. Yeah, and we get to see the owner being nice, self-depreciating, because, like, you also get to see this beautiful face. <laughs> and Nana's is like, man, you're saying that like it's true. And just poking her, and it, it's very obvious between their interaction, he's just, like, he's being silly on purpose. I have started to like him more over the course yeah, of no, the show. Yeah, no, owner's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to get... A sense for, like, why Godai hangs out with this guy. Cause just, yeah. Yeah, he, he's okay he's, with weirdness in a way that a lot of other people are just aren't. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, he also might be, like, the one that, like, that, like, actually gets it underneath his jokey facade. Yeah. I get the feeling. Yep. So we go back to Jonon, where Godai shows up. And Jean is here. Godai's like, hey, where's where's Sakurako? And Jean tells Godai that, oh, she went out. I don't know where she went. She went somewhere. Maybe it was a date. I don't know why they make this. Why? You don't... No, I know why. Because it's midnight. It's fucking early 2000s Japan. That's why they made that joke. <sighs> she's just walking. Yeah, no, she's having a walk. And so Godai and Jean have this little discussion about the translations Godai is like hey I heard her she said translated something about new about like the surge of a warrior do you know what she's talking about and Gene I I get the okay so I really like this because Godai is talking and he uses the word bitty bitty for right. charging, which is like, like from what I understand, bitty bitty is like the tingly feeling you get in your hands of like when it's asleep. That's bitty bitty feeling. Or uh, electrical crackle is another yeah, electrical crackle for bitty bitty. And Jean's response to hearing bitty bitty is like, what? What? Yeah, he what looks is, at him what like, what is this word? What are you talking about, man? What? What is bitty bitty? And Godai is just like, is like bitty bitty? <laughs> yes. B- bitty bitty yes <laughs> yeah i have no idea two, two grown men like, yeah. looking at each other like like did did she say anything about the Just, buzz buzz and he's, <laughs> the buzz buzz yeah the buzz <laughs> buzz and jesus uh, i have no idea what you're talking about no he's idea like, man i haven't played earthbound <laughs> it it is a nice bit of gene is a foreigner that doesn't fully understand japanese that I really like. I, I mean, Godai is also just being weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's being a little weird, but it's a good interplay between them. <laughs> because, yeah, Godai, Godai's been electrocuting in Kuga form recently. Yeah, he's been, like, yeah, doing, like, electricity crackle for a it's while a, now. Every time it's about a, every time it's before the kill shot, whatever he uses to finish off the Garagi is get yeah, is arcing with yellow electricity. We cut back to the police, who are basically informing that... They're like, it's a game, guys. We figured it out. Case closed. 
It's, it's a game. A cookbook, a cookbook. We have <laughs> we have no other clues and no other information, but we know it's a game. Yeah, that's what we've concluded from our analysis because they told us. Also, they can speak Japanese, and things are becoming more intense. So, we got to figure out a way to stop them, you guys. Yeah. And then- we get this nice scene of all of them looking at each other, and it's like, man, I kind of feel bad for the police. Oh, I, bad guy is totally in this episode. What, yeah. what are you talking about, Garrett? With, uh, I'm not showing up again. I was saying what yeah. the wiki said. Okay. Well, wiki's clearly- Clearly doesn't know what they're talking about. The wiki, the wiki has no idea. Yeah, he's he's about. like doing the thing where he's chanting at the thing, and then he gets like the ring thing. Yeah, it's okay. So after the police finish, we cut back to Nagano, and yeah, Bat Dude is chanting something in Garangi over this weird, like altar or. Yeah, it looks like he's performing a magical invocation or something, which yeah, is because- not at all what the Grongi do. Uh, so, other yeah. than Other than the very, very first episodes when Number Zero um, used Force Lightning to call the other Grongi out of the ground, yeah. there hasn't been any real magic. Yeah, but even that, like, it's, like, that seemed like it could be, like, a biopower thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I but, uh, This is very different, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, a rock comes out of the ground that's got a little fossilized leaf in it that looks a lot like the one they handed to uh, Cool Guy in the yes. previous episode. Well, and also, I, I read it as it looked a lot like the ring that Rose Lady wears. Oh, is it? Okay. I saw the fossilized leaf, so. Yeah, I, th- I saw the leaf, too. I It looked like the ring to me. Well, I guess we'll find out. Just not yet. Because now we cut to... The Godai, dead and the old bo- technology of payphones. Yes, <laughs> Godai is calling on a payphone to try and call, I think, Sakurako, Sakurako yeah. and she's got her phone off. Or, right. no, her she's too far from the land base with her landline phone that she carries around everywhere. It's not a cell phone, it's a fucking landline phone. I think it's actually a cell phone, though. No, it is actually a cell phone, but it looks like she's just carrying around a home phone. Well, I mean, that's what cell phones were like back in the year 2000. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Cell phones were fairly far along in 2000. But uh, Ichijo calls Godai on the bike and says, hey, let's meet at the park. Not tell, not, not, we we don't actually get to know what park it is, but they're going to go meet at the park. While Sakurako meets with... Subaki. Right. Yes, Subaki. The coroner who's like, man, I'm so surprised you came to visit me. He's like, are you interested in me or what? <laughs> Subaki assumes every time a woman approaches him that uh, he should be trying to flirt with her. Yes, every time a woman's approaching me, she wants to bond that dick. <laughs> That's the only reason women approach me. And uh, then he realizes, oh, she wants to talk about Godai. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, this whole thing's like Sakura's like talking around what she actually has the question for. It's just like, yes. Godai's going to be all right, right? Like, Godai's definitely, totally, <laughs> definitely all right. Gone through this already. <laughs> yeah, and I think, actually, this is the first time that the belt is named. No, or the, the stone I've, in the belt. The I think Amadon. they named it before. Yeah, when when he was dead, they uh they mentioned the, oh. name of the thing. Did they actually call it the Amadon? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Oh, I did. This is only that. the second time, so you know, easy to okay. forget. Yeah, but it's basically saying Subaki's like it's everything's getting more dangerous, so he'll need to get stronger. 
and Sakurako is make she makes this weird <laughs> implication that him being Kuga is using up some reserve of energy that's going to disappear. Right. Which now that I'm thinking about it, the way she was translating the lines about the great spring drying up, I can undersee I can see how she would make that assumption. Yeah. But even yeah. then, like, it still reads as, like, once the spring is dry, you get upgrade forms. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, okay, she thinks that, that he draws from the same well of energy to fight and to power up, and that if he has to fight after he's powered up, he'll just get wrecked or something. Uh, right. Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but hey, it is weird ancient biopower, so... Right, you know. but... Tsubaki basically reassures her by giving her the same thing she has said to other people in the past of, he's Goda Yusuke. He'll be fine. It's almost like we've gone through this before. Yeah, then he immediately pulls out a notebook and tries to schedule a date with <laughs> yeah, her. Like, anyway, you want to you wanna go, you wanna go get dinner with me? And she doesn't even deign it with a response right. and just leaves. She's just, a, and she's like, I gotta go. <gasps> she just Irish goodbyes it and it's like, bounces, like, nah, I'll see you later. <laughs> yep. But we then get to see her going and going to the train station where she is given a promotional lighter. Yeah, to light things. Yes. Uh, it's like, hey, come shop at our place. And we get to see her in among with some people who are all focused on. Yeah, uh, yeah, gold chain lady uh, walk gets on the same train car with her. And, uh, I assume shit was going to go down now, but no. Yeah, well, it's, it's very interesting, because it's shot like, oh, I'm going to get close to Sakurako, and I'm going to kill her. Yeah. But no, she's just kind of using a sensor to scent everybody, I, yeah, I, so I, she can get them later. I assume it was like an incense thing. Yeah, a sensor. Is that, is that what they're actually called? Yeah. Yes. C-E-N-S-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. There are a thing used mostly in religious rituals. Yeah, when you to... see a priest waving around like a little urn that has smoke coming out of it, that's a sensor. Okay. Is that what Harrow uses in Warframe? Yes. When he is uh, holding the thing up in front of him and swaying it back and forth and like, yeah, that's a sensor. We did it. We made the Warframe reference. That one's for you, Mike. I haven't. <laughs> I never did use my hero suit, so. Hero's real Hero's good. A, hero is a real good frame. His weapon's real good too. Forever. Man, I want. I want to color a frame as a Garangi now. Man, I one time I was playing, I saw a frame um, colored exactly as a uh, Rider Chronos from Exide, and it looked dope as hell. That's real good. This isn't a Warframe podcast. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay, so. Yes, we get uh, we get to see her scenting all these different people, and then it cuts back to Ichijo and Godai, and we get a new total of people dead. A lot, which is one thousand three hundred and eighty nine people dead. I think in like three months. That is so many. That's a lot of people. <laughs> like for a small group of monsters, like thirty. That's at least 10 people, or no, that's at least 40 people. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, to be Her fair, in America, Grandi. like, many times that many people die from guns every single day, but in Japan, yes. they have less than, like, a hundred homicides a year. In, in Japan, something. in 2001, that's a huge number. It's crazy big. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Yeah. And they have, they're having a discussion, um, basically, like, we don't really know too much uh, our biggest lead is number three's flights where he's going to Nagano. Hey, maybe that may be where number zero is. Maybe number zero is their leader. Ichijo makes the incorrect assumption. Hey, maybe Rose Lady is number zero and is their leader. Right. And he's making this assumption. It's, you know, based off the information he has, that's not a bad assumption to make because every time he's seen her, she seemed to be in a leadership role or berating one of the others. Right. Right. Basically yelling at that guy. She's the only yes. leader they've ever encountered. I don't think. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah. And then, uh, basically they come to the conclusion of, we all we really need to do at the moment is focus on news ways of defeating them with Miss Inikita. Also, how's that beady beady? Oh, that beady beady is, <laughs> it's not too bad, I'm, but I'm going to go to Tsubaki to talk about the beady beady. All right, well, contact me if anything goes on with the beady beady. Yeah. I just like saying beady beady. It is it's pretty really funny that they do keep saying it. Uh, and then as Godai drives off, uh, Sawatari, oh, Sakurako, Ichijo gets a call from Sakurako as Godai drives off, but we don't actually get to see that conversation. Because we go back to the Garangi. Yep. Because Gold we, get to, got a we get new Garangi showing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abacus and Huge Scarf Guy. I really like Huge he Scarf looks, Guy. Yeah. And we get uh, Rose Lady, who said, informs that the only one of the May, or me, left is Garima. And it's, it's, I guess all the lower Garangi are dead, <laughs> other than Garima. Yeah, the the May was what the second rank of the three ranks, right? I don't remember. That sounds right-ish. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think um, after her, there's only the top tier Garangi left. Yeah, the Go. And so after she introduces Garima, Common Rider Garangi shows back up. And is like, hey guys, the final Wayo is gonna start soon with just the go. Wayo! Wayo! <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. And he's making, he's making comments of like, oh, it'll be just the go. And Garmy's like, no, I'm gonna join you guys. And Rose Lady's response is, well, you gotta kill 238 people in 12 no, hours. No, it's 288. 288 right. people in 12 hours. Which you gotta, you gotta get the speed to go back in time and then kill another 200. Right. Yeah, and he. I think she. I'm not sure what she means by this, but because I don't know of anyone, we don't really have enough information to make the distinction. But she like rips off the sensor she was using and hands it to the rose lady and makes the comment of, "I will do it as the go do it. Let me enjoy it." I I think that's just like the, I've I've come up with a theme for my murdering. <laughs> Yeah, but Afro Dude, I think Afro Dude's also wearing some really fly lipstick. Afro and Dude's awesome. He is, 
oh man, his fashion is on point. There's a lot ah. to talk about. I clicked on his wiki page and like it's it's real good. Yeah, but he like he's he's being very flippant towards Garma and he's like flicking the weapon out of flicking the weapon out of his face and like, do your best then. Okay, bye-bye. As Garma's walking off, he's just kind of chuckling to himself. And then and then the police are like, number four number four is an ally. Uh, yes. We set up a phone number. I, I like that they have put out this official statement. It's like, okay, so to to the public, so the go the we ha- we had one of the unidentified life forms helping us. If you see information, please call this number. I I wonder, like, okay, they have not gone into this at all. Has the media reported that the police have been totally ineffectual and number four is the only I, person who has done anything so far? I don't think so. That's probably hidden. <laughs> probably. But, yes, uh, the two guys that are discussing this is like, we should probably tell this to Anakita. Also, we should probably tell the Godai, that weird guy that shows up all the time. <laughs> Uh, it's like I get the feeling that they're starting to suspect things. He, he wears clothes with the Kuga logo on them all the time. Yeah. You don't think he's uh, Kuga, maybe, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Okay, so we come back to uh the hospital. Tonto. Yes, the Honto Medical Hospital, where Godai is talking with Tsubaki. And Tsubaki's like, you know, Sakurako came. And he's like, Oh, hey. did she translate anything new? It doesn't seem like it, but I told her what she'd been saying about the bitty bitty. <laughs> and Tsubaki's like, nah, that's just when I used that defib on you. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. That's, oh man, it's so weird. Didn't, he He had crackled before he died, right? Yeah, yes. he had Yeah, I think so. For a while. Like, it was very, very subtle. Significantly more so. Like, now that he's died and it's happened again, it's being much more blatant, but. Yep. Okay, then we cut to... Then we get our Fist of the North Star reference. Yes. (laughs) Oh, is that what this is? I love this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's in the same vein, because we get get these two people who we had seen earlier on the subway. It's a young couple. And then Garima shows up and is like, oh, yeah, smile, and starts walking towards them. And they walk past each other. And as they walk past each other... I have to imagine the two of them are just thinking, like, uh, are we not going to acknowledge that lady with the crazy hair and (laughs) the weird outfit? We're not going to say anything, right? She's she's carrying a giant scythe sword, right? We're not going to do anything about that? Just just don't look at her. Yeah, just pretend you don't see that. (laughs) And then she, like, like, quickly flashes into her grungy form and then it flashes back. Yes, as... Right before she kills them, she flashes to Garangi, and then as soon as she's done it, she flashes back, walks a couple steps, and says, don't turn around, and of course they turn around, and are dead, yep. but we don't know how yet, no, other heads- than we saw, well, <laughs> right. we don't, ev- we- it is implied, yes, we see her slash through them, and they collapse, and their necklaces are blood. Like they're well, each side of when, their when he part turns necklaces ar- is bloody. When yeah. the guy turns around, his his head starts to like tilt off. Yeah, they, they show his head slide to the side a little oh, bit. Oh, I kn- I did not notice that the first time. I just now saw that. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. brutal. Wow, it's uh, it's okay. pretty intense. Uh, she right. she is uh, she is pretty gruesome here. I will admit. S- uh, okay, on the ranking of murders, these are some cool murders. These are cool yeah, murders she's, uh, out of the ones you've seen She's got some stylish so kills. Swords make everything cooler. <laughs> it's yep. true. Okay, uh, we cut back to Ichijo and Sakurako having 
tea and the Chiyoda ward together. Yeah. Sakuraku's like, and hey, you're, you're sure Godai's gonna be okay, right? Like, totally, yeah, we get, definitely we get okay. Of- Sakuraku has almost run through the whole fucking cast asking them this question again for, like, the dozenth like, time. Are you sure it's gonna be okay? Are you sure it's fine? I, t- I, I, I haven't finished translating yet. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. It, but are you, you're sure he's gonna be fine, right? <laughs> but yes, then Ichijo gets a call from Sugita. He's like, "Hey, yo, we got another one talking with talking in Japanese, and she's legit just walking around with a weapon, killing people." Right. <laughs> Pretending to not notice her doesn't appear doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and so Ichijo runs off and cuts to Godai driving. Where he gets a message uh, that, oh, hey, we got this lady going around killing people. And we get a couple more cuts of her killing. Uh, We get an old dude that she gets as they're going up the escalator. Then we get another young couple that we don't actually see her slice their heads. We just get to see them collapse and then a nice cut of them holding hands together. Or is that a mom? No, that's the mom and her daughter. Yeah. that's why they didn't show it, because they didn't want to show a kid being killed. <laughs> well, no, the the mom and daughter aren't killed. Hmm? The mom and daughter aren't killed, unless there's a different mom and daughter later that she walks past and kills someone else further down the pathway. There may be. I'm not sure. Well, these two people die, and Garimo starts walking off. And then Food and Japanese John Lennon show up. Man, Japanese John Lennon is also real cool. Yeah, I really love his glasses and his weird little flaps on his back that are kind of each half a cape off of each of his shoulder blades, but aren't actually a cape. Grungy fashion is real good. Yeah. All right. He's got a low level MMO cape going on. Guys, I think we should all cosplay a Grungy for Asen. Oh, that'd be real good. That does sound like a cool idea, actually. That sounds like a real good idea. <laughs> we we oh. will workshop this. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about this later. Um, but Gar, we cut back to Garma is going, and you can tell that she's kind of looking off and sniffing. He's like, okay, the next one's this way, and then oh hey, Kuga drives by. And he's like, oh wait, there's that crazy lady with the weapon. Uh, that lady has a giant sword. She's probably the one I'm looking for. <laughs> but uh, he co- pops up, transforms, and Garma is just. She is chuffed. She's like, oh boy. Oh boy, it's Kuga. I get to kill Kuga. Which, okay, honestly, at this point, I'm like, the Grungi, the fact that she, even at this point, she is not reacting to seeing Kuga, is a pretty kind of been a major problem with the Grungi as antagonist for me. He has literally killed everyone else that she knew basically well well, you if you think about it think about the stereotype of the villain that the type of villain that they are where if if your underling dies well that's not it's not that the hero was good it's your underling's fault right but dozens of people now he's killed dozens of her of they were weak they were all weaker than me yeah, but I, it, if I was there, I wouldn't have died. If every single one of the Garunki thinks that, then they're fucking morons. <laughs> well, yes, they are. They're a Toku villain series. <laughs> of course, they're stupid. It's just gotten a little bit frustrating. I hope the I hope the Go have something more going on. I understand. Or maybe they just expect it. Like they they know Kuga from before, and they're like, ah, yeah, Kuga. Uh, like. 
I mean, if they're literally, if they're genuinely okay with dying, like, that would be interesting, but they Maybe haven't Maybe that's part th- of the game. Yeah, I mean, they haven't said anything about it so far, so I don't know. It's the Kuga rule. If Kuga kills you, like, that, that's part of the game. Yep. I, I want them to make it seem more interesting than just, they are all idiots. Well, I'm sure we'll get more, hopefully we'll get more information with the go. I hope so. Okay, so we get this fight where it's, we get, it gets very much shown that, hey, this weapon is super sharp. Yeah. Right. Because it cuts through a metal sign, at the top of the sign falls, and then it cuts through a concrete pylon that's holding up the building. But you know what, though? Which then collapse, or that's holding up the, uh, tunnel. But you know what? It's also super fragile, because Godai kicks it and breaks it in half. <laughs> he kicks it right in the middle. And it separates into two swords. And then he takes one. And Godai's like, I know what to do the with this sword. The most deadly blade in the universe. But so transform fra- into purple form. But so fragile as to be shattered by anything but the touch of a lesbian. <laughs> Drill God. Tweet, and then I, I really like this because it's, it's another in thing of, man, purple form is the shit. Purple form is real dope. Because... We get this fight, and Kuga does the thing of, like, I'm not really going to block all that much. I'm just going to walk towards you. Oh, you're swinging the sword at me. My sword is able to stop it. Knock it off. Oh, you try and cut me in half, and the blade that has been shown to now go through solid concrete just bounces off of Kuga. Right. Purple form is not made for blocking. (laughs) No. And then it gets a thing where it's like, oh, look at this, and it also slices through a bike. Yeah, he slices off part of the tri-chaser. Yeah. Poor Tri-Chaser. Uh, we get this thing where Kuga starts getting lightning again, or starts getting the bitty bitty again <laughs> on his hands. Oh, yeah, they, they tease the hell out of this. Oh, yeah. So then it cuts back to Sakurako, and we finally get what she actually translated. Yeah, when the sacred fountain... Her, oh, sorry, I'll let you finish your thought. That, yeah, that caused her to be so super worried. When the sacred fountain dries up, a fierce warrior will appear like lightning, and the sun will be buried in darkness. I, I admit, that last line is pretty ominous. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I wonder if that's just, like, the the belt changing color or something. I think so. <sighs> And that is the episode, uh, or that's the end of episode twenty-three. Oh, as in soon the as that cuts, cuts out in the end card, though it uh, it flashes with lightning as as well as being purple for Titan yes. form. Like okay, so uh, all these different end cards, it they've all had this weird. They all have the weird, uh, like old VHS error. Yeah, kind of where it gets thing, and yeah, now it's. I think that stops next next episode too. It doesn't do the VHS error anymore. Yeah, because at this point he's he's awakened to the new form. Yeah, yeah. his super forms are like full, becoming fully realized now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> uh, this is the episode where we find out the police have a power up room. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a we'll hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Hale, I gotta go. Garrett and Chris are gonna finish. Uh, episode 24 is really cool. You get the first super form. I really like it. I'll be back for 25 through 28. Okay, bye. Bye. See you, Evan. See you next time. Okay. So. So, episode 24. Right. Strengthening. 24. Uh, 
yeah, cold open just begins with the fight that was ending off in the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Kuga is basically matching her pretty nicely. Like, you know, they seem about even. He's kind of winning, actually. Uh, yeah, it's going, like, back and forth. Yeah, she she can't really hurt him in Titan form, as far as we can tell. Titan but, form is not made for blocking. Right. Titan form seems OP. <laughs> and then um, Gorum shows up, though, and it's like, hey, I'm going to help you out, Kuga. Yeah. Uh, and it, it horse armors up the Tri-Chaser. Yep. And, like, is, is this the part where, like, th- she gets rammed and then, it, like, it makes the mark on her and she just, like, shrugs it off? Right, yeah, the first time this has happened. So maybe she, you know, I guess maybe she is tougher than all the other Garongi we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, like, no, not this time. She's like, I don't want to blow up, thanks. Yeah, and then and then Godai Lightnings again. Right. Uh yeah, the um yeah, he rams her with the the Gorum and she right. gets like the exploding mark. She like goes ha and like, you know, flashes it away. And the Gorum is like clearly it's doing the thing where it's turning back into its rock form. Yeah. So uh yeah, so uh I think Godai is just pretty surprised that that didn't work. It's worked every time up until now basically. Yeah. And then he's been he's been lightning more. Right. So, uh, she, uh, takes off, Ichijo pulls up beh- uh, behind him in the tunnel, and, uh, yeah, so, Godai's detransformed, so, uh, yeah. uh, fights off for now, apparently, until next time. Yeah. She took off. Yeah, and then Godai tells Ichijo, he's like, I need to see Enokita about a hyperbolic time chamber room. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, why... I have no idea what that room at the police station is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's at the research lab, so it's right, for right. research. Uh, so basically, um, the yeah, the, they cut back to Sakurako, and kind of over the course of this episode is uh, the the first few cut times we cut to Sakurako is the show implying, which we already know, and she is figuring out that uh, the Gronky is going to kill her because uh, she was on that train. Yeah, the, yeah. There's a point where like everybody starts putting it together. Yeah. Uh. So okay. Yeah. So Ichijo meets up with his uh the older cop guy. Yeah, Sugita. Oh yeah, because they're talking about they're like, man, this Grungi didn't kill some people. That's weird. Right. Uh, I guess apl- is applying conditions to yourself like the way the Go play the game. I, maybe that's uh, maybe. What it that that's that's kind of how I'm taking it. Is there is there like having like weird like rule constraints or something? I, it just seems weird that they're all like s- obsessed with adding extra. You, you don't add modifiers onto your run until you can do the basic run. Like you know, I mean, I I don't know. They're all starting off on hard mode when they can't even do easy. Though I think um the chameleon guy before I think there was um, an off an off a mention somewhere where uh he actually was promoted earlier back when Kuga didn't defeat him in that time that we didn't see so yeah I guess that's true yeah maybe that's yeah he might have been a May then it's so weird that they implied that like stuff happened with the Garunkia screen it's a real weird thing I don't get it and I don't necessarily like it. Is that is that common, Garrett? Do they do that in common writer shows and be like, actually, some of the story happened in supplemental material? No. Okay. I, I didn't get the feeling that that was like a common thing for common writers. So. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I. 
I really don't know. Like, I yeah. wonder if there was, like, some supplemental material that came out that kind of covered it more. Or... I don't know. Maybe they were trying to do a multimedia thing since this was their first, like, Heisei relaunch. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Questionable decision. Uh... Yep. Definitely questionable. <laughs> so, essentially... Uh, yeah, okay. So... Oh, man. It's the part where uh, Ichijo's call from Subaki, who finished right. the autopsies, and he's like... They they killed them, and they didn't know that they were dead until later. Right, right. And I'm just like, that's badass. Yeah, he's all, he, he's all like, uh, he, he does the extremely anime, like, oh, they died before they even knew what happened. Oh, so badass. <laughs> <laughs> and then each was like, you know, this is the first time that they had a sword. Right. Uh And then uh, he asks uh, Subaki how Yusuke's doing, he's like, oh, he went over to Sakurako's. To eat McDonald's. <laughs> do you do you think the uh do you think the Garunky lady like cashed in some points or something to get the sword? Maybe like maybe like on like previous successful runs you you can ca- get points for the it's like a roguelike, Chris. Yeah, you you build yourself as you die. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I I need to know more about the Garunky. The the Garunky are all. Are all like a hive mind race, and e- and each person is just part of the system. They're all it's just like playing a- Rogue Legacy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So Godai meets back up with uh, Sakurako. McDonald's. <laughs> she apparently bought McDonald's and decided not to eat it. McDonald's. Uh, I wonder how much money they got. I don't know. Maybe nothing. It was like, it was like right there. That or someone was just hungry on set. Right. They might have just had McDonald's nearby. <laughs> it's just really weird how focal it is to the shot. <laughs> it is, uh, uh, I mean, okay, so she's had this McDonald's sitting on the table for a while, apparently, because Godai says it's cold, so I guess she's pretty out of it then, if she's just got food and has just been sitting around staring at the wall. Yeah, for a while. I mean, well, there's been this translation, and it's been bugging her, and she's gone through this twice before. Right. Yeah, we've we've been through this before with another character and with her. I I can't I can't just stop harping on this like she's done this twice. Yeah, like it's not the worst thing ever, but it is it is kind of annoying like the show like re- respect the fact that I remember what happened show or come on. Yeah, it, it it's real weird. You have previously on segments. When you have previously on segments, you can't repeat plot points this directly. Yeah. Uh, so uh she shows Godai the translation uh when when the holy spring is dried out like lightning the brave warrior will appear and the sun will be buried in darkness. Godai's like uh huh, I wonder what that means. Hey, well, Godai's <laughs> like sweet strong warriors and lightning. Hell yeah. I th- I love those. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, man, I'm super worried about this, though. But then Godai's like, don't worry, it's fine. And that's that. Yeah, Godai's like, oh, I'm the warrior who appears like lightning, obviously. So I'm glad that he's confident. So she uh, she says, in that case, I'll trust you. Which I'm, isn't that exactly what she said the last time they did this? Yes. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Control C, <laughs> control V. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, okay, so that's that sequence again. Yep. Uh, uh, Ichijo, back at the police station, Ichijo is going through the possessions of the murder victims 
trying to figure out why some people were being murdered and others weren't, uh, he's noticed that a lot of them were carrying that same promotional lighter. Yeah, f- 16 of 41. Yeah, some of whom didn't even smoke, so, you know, that's a, a important clue. So they go off to investigate. Yeah, he so, you know, he thinks maybe that means it was spatially localized, which is, in fact, the case. But, uh, okay, yeah, then we cut to, like, a uh, sickly green-filtered shot of uh, the grungy lady standing in a alley. Uh, yep. Apparently, I, I guess uh, not dying from a Gorum Ram leaves you with a bad case of indigestion or something. It leaves you with a bad case of being injured. Yeah, I, she's injured in some way. Uh, Abacus Scarf Dude shows up and is like, uh, hey, uh, get a move on. Time's running out. And, uh, yeah, she's I, she knows that, obviously. Yeah. Don't worry, it's only 288 people. She's got I don't it. Know how many she's killed so far? I uh, uh, at least like four. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, okay, wait. We have on. seen like four. It was twelve out of twenty-six, right? Didn't we just say? Oh, uh, sixteen out of forty-one. Sixteen out of forty-one. Yeah, so she's got a lot more to go. <laughs> I mean, those are the, all the ones that the police found. I, I guess that's true. Yeah, she might have like killed a few people in their homes or something, which is a creepy thought. I wonder, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that might have been an interesting scene to include if they were going for a horror angle, but maybe a little too grim for a kid's show. Maybe just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Rose Lady shows up and says, well, maybe we just can't beat Kuga with the May method. And, uh, uh Sword Lady is like, ugh, ugh. I'm gonna Classist. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being so passive-aggressive. I got it. Yep, and then we uh, we go back to the research place, and Sakurako's happy now. <laughs> she, Jean I comes decided in. I want to do my best. <laughs> yeah, it's not not the best. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty typical anime line there. Uh, yeah, Jean warns her like, uh, "Hey, um, there are still unidentified life forms around killing people. Watch out, going outside." <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they we go back to Ichijo, who asking about the promotional lighter. He he found the people who were giving them out and, uh, you know, they, he tells he tells uh, the police where they were being given out and stuff. Yep. So they are uh, successfully piecing together what exactly was going Detective on. Detective work. Yeah, I I actually thought this was pretty cool to see them like actually being effective. No, as yeah, these. like I, I'm I'm actually into this. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty into this sequence. We don't yeah, really but... see them figuring out things on screen very often. <laughs> they just say like the scientists figured it out or something. Speaking of figuring things out, out, yeah, figuring things out on screen, it then cuts to uh, Godai going to see Anokita and it's like, "Hey, <laughs> can you help me out?" And she's like, "You know." I just so happen to have a room for this. I have a room that can help. And Kuro's like, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, I am also as incredulous as Godai. How did she have a room that will help with this? I f- Fucking magic. <laughs> Science <laughs> yeah. magic. Who knows? So so we cut to uh, a mom uh, and a kid uh, walking down the street. Uh, Spoilers, they don't die. Right, but uh, actually the people walking behind her are going to get murdered. Yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't the kid. I didn't want to have to deal with kid murder. Yeah, that, yeah. 
my feels were not ready. And then Sakurako goes to a library to get books. When Inokita's kid dies from a burst appendix, you're going to be so upset. I'm going to be really sad. I really hope it's not what happens. <laughs> I, they're, do, they're setting up something there. I, I, I think they're setting up something with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she she kills this uh, she kills this secretary lady. The guy who was walking and talking with her is just like ah ah. Yep. <laughs> uh, he does not. He, he reacts in a pretty goofy way, honestly. Uh, she counts up one. Only two hundred and forty more to go. Yeah, she she's getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back with the police. They're doing some more investigating. Yeah, they out. like they go visit a guy who's they're interviewing him. They're like, "Did he take this train?" And he's right. like, mm, "No," but then he's like, "Oh wait, he had practice, so maybe he did." Right, and, and they're like, "We've got it," because you know apparently his brother died. So yeah, the yeah, uh, everyone is uh, not doing well with the whole Gronky murdering people thing. Yep, and then uh. It cuts back to the research place where Endikita watches Yusuke transform a bunch of times, and it teases the new form again, and he's like, alright, I've got it. Wait, uh, don't they do the thing where they're, like, all the police are, like, having a bunch of radio conversations first? What are they talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, they they figure out that every all the victims were on the train. Yeah, yeah, they, they put together the clues, they know what's going on now. But, yeah, th- there's a room, the room is white... <laughs> Apparently, for some reason, it allows it allows Godai to power up. I don't know how. I, I think Godai just like transformed a bunch of times until he turned gold. You think? Yeah, maybe. I, I think I literally think he just sat there and just like went to Kuga and went back a bunch of times. He is extremely sweaty now. Yeah, he's so sweaty because he had to go back and forth all those times. I does changing into Kuga and back. Like, does is that cause physical strain? Because I, I don't know. They haven't shown it like tiring him out before now. Wasn't there that one time where he slept for like a day? Well, that was the first. Yeah, I guess you're right. That was the first time. And when he turned into Pegasus the first time, it, it was uh. Or wait, yeah. was that the green form? Yeah, green, green form. Pegasus? Yeah, green form. He had a limit of like he couldn't transform for like two hours afterwards or something. Right. So, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, using his transformations is physically exhausting. So. Look, when you get a, a mystic belt implanted into you, you gotta train it like the rest of the muscles in your body. <laughs> uh, he, uh, But, yeah, uh, the guy playing Godai has been thoroughly misted for this scene. <laughs> Man, I think that's an understatement, but yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they, they cut away from that. Apparently something dramatic has happened. Yeah. yeah, back in Pole Pole, uh, Minori and Nana are all uh, yeah they're they're, doing they're dishes. up yeah they're they're doing dishes chilling out they're all uh, you know just trying to relax but then they have the news on coincidentally at the time when it's like hey if you're on a certain train line you're gonna get murdered so watch out for that yeah and, they, and it's cutting like back and forth because it cuts there and then it cuts to the hospital and Tsubaki's like oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and uh yeah, Minori seems to also like be like, wait a minute. Yeah, so then Tsubaki ends up calling um Sakurako and was like, Hey, what train did you take? This is super important. Right. 
I'm surprised that, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he at least, like, has enough awareness to know that there's a chance you took this train line, so. Right. Godai grabs his motorcycle, hears this report, and is like, ah, I gotta go. Yep. And then, like, Sakurai does, like, the thing where, like, she drops her books and... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the... I, I forgot the name of the monster people. My mind's blanking. The Grungi? Yeah, the Grungi. <laughs> Did cut that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, I'm sorry. Sick today. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, so, yeah, so- Sakurako runs into the Grungi lady. Uh, she's, uh, got her sword and is, uh, obviously going to murder her. Uh, Sakurako does not want to get murdered, so yep. she ineffectively runs away. Generally against murder. Right. Uh, so, yeah, she's getting stalked for, a, 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 like, a short sequence here, but uh, Godai shows up just in time. And yep. turns into super purple form, right? And no, he starts off at purple form, and then he turns into super right, purple right. form. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is. He he just goes purple and pulls the uh, handle. He, he pulls the accelerator off his bike that turns into the uh, police baton. Yep. Tur- turns yeah, that turns into his sword. Sword. And then they fight. Ichijo shows up and gets Sakurako to safety. Right. And then they fight for a bit. And then and then Godai channels the powers of the shocks and transforms into the new version of Titan form, which is yeah. um, uh, it's is it the a rising? Titan, it's, yeah, it's rising Titan form. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the wiki said that pretty much all the forms are just rising whatever yeah. form, rising form name. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sword turns into a newer and shinier sword. Yeah, it's got I, some gold. I, I don't. Uh, did you ever play Heroes of the Storm, Garrett? Yes. Uh, did you? Uh, me and Rachel had a running joke that the master skins were like such Blizzard design aesthetic because you would just get bigger shoulders, spikier <laughs> weapons, and a nicer hat. And are, uh, are you saying this is the the Kuga upgrade form? Yes. Yeah, he gets the master skin for 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 uh, Titan form. All right, but but Chris, <laughs> later on, he gets two Titan swords. <laughs> okay. Well. That's still kind of in line with the uh, more, just add more aesthetic. And and then he wins, though. Uh, But yeah, he was doing pretty okay in this fight, uh, even before he turns, so. Yeah, but Uh, then he turns and then stabs them through the chest. Right. He just, he kicks ass in Rising Four. Just, she stands no chance. Yep. And boy, that's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Uh, there's a really cool shot where after he stabs her and she blows up, uh, the suit actor, like, pulls the sword back and, like, holds it down into his side in, like, a really cool dramatic shot. I really, I like that bit there. Yeah, it was a really good, it was a good fight. A very classic samurai movie pose. But yeah, he turns back around and is like, hey guys, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Is there any? Does he just thumbs up? Do they say anything? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he just thumbs up, and they just kind of look at him. Yeah, I think they just thumbs up, and then they kind of go to the end. <laughs> they're like, "All right, we we completed this episode. That was cool." So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess with that, it kind of also completes our episode. Yeah, that was the last one for us too. So uh, this is a podcast that's on the internet. Yep. Uh... At- Going, no, not at Going Digital. No, you can <laughs> Journey go to Decacast. <laughs> JourneyThroughDecacast.com. Uh, you can also go to Going Digital and listen to me talk about Digimon 
too at going digital. It is cross-linked, I yeah. think. Probably. Uh, if you would like, you can follow me at WormWithY on Twitter if you want to do that. Yep, I'm at Chatra on Twitter. You can listen to me have opinions on things sometimes. Yep. Uh, yeah, this was a pretty pretty fun episode. Uh, I, yeah, like I said, I didn't like it quite as much as last week's, but I think... Well, not last week's, like a month ago now. But uh, the last set of last ones were weeks. really awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's as good as like a couple of the sets we've watched before, but like... Stuff happened and things move forward, and I appreciate it for that. The thing is, is I feel like they're, in this sequence of episodes, they're like, okay, we've got stuff established, now we can move forward with the plot. But I have actually felt like that two or three times now, <laughs> so... I feel like uh, this time for sure. <laughs> this time for real, guys. I, I, I feel like after killing Godai and bringing him back, we're finally ready to move on. <laughs> They've killed all the May. They're... You know, the go a new Everybody's set of dead. showed up. He's unlocking new super forms, so you know. There's cool scarf guy. Hey. There's not that much more to have happen other than, you know, just, you know, telling us what's actually going on. I think we're getting there. Yep. We we totally did our outro and we still had more to say, didn't we? <laughs> did, did, are you tired, Garrett? Do you want to stop? I'm tired. Yeah, that's fair. This I'm is long. Congested, as you have noticed. <laughs> we, we've talked about plenty of Kuga. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a good time, though. So, uh, see you again next week for. I don't know. Do you want to do more Kuga next time, or do you want to do a Zio episode? We will do whatever we have time for. Yeah, that's fair. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yep. Have a good night, everybody. Yep. Uh, and just remember, we're passing through podcast. Remember that. Even if God or Buddha doesn't exist, there's always Common Rider. Oh, have you seen that image? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's real cool. Common Rider Spirits is is a real interesting read. I actually, I think it's pretty fun. I need to go back and like actually like read it again and catch up with it. <laughs> I I'm genuinely curious what sort of story that line comes out of. Yeah, I don't recall off the top of my head. Yep. Later, everybody. Good time.